0: morning, everyone. Ha, mai, katoa. Namaste. Konnichiwa. And uh, lo from little Amanga love lover. Well, that's Pentecost, isn't it? That's what it is. That everybody was saying all sorts of different languages, and people just understood who it was. You know, some of you know that we've been traveling this last seven weeks talking about Pentecost looking at the gift of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So we're working our way through the epistles and looking at the purpose of the gift of God and the use in the church and what they say to us today. And so we want to continue on this morning with this uh, gift of God that has been read about this morning in 1 Peter 4, 7-11. Many gifts to glorify God. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you this morning. We want to thank you that you are an amazing God who continues to provide for each and every one of us here this morning. So much so that you gave your Son so that whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. As a result, you've given us the Holy Spirit. And what does He do? He provides gifts for each and every one of us for the glory of yourselves through the church and into the community. This morning, as we open your word, that you will speak to us, that you'll help us understand and take hold of it, that we might be living, being in the Lord in our Christian community. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. I've seen some of you before, And you know that we've been traveling around. We're like the evangelists that are going around different churches and saying the same message. But that has been deliberately done. So we get around and try and discuss what this whole gifts of the Spirit is for our church. So this is my third week of preaching the same sermon. (laughs) Yeah. And I do apologize for those who have seen me before. But the reality is I have not seen most of you. And I make no apologies for that because this is such a wonderful, wonderful scripture for us to take hold on. I was praying this morning as we were, you know, before this morning, that next week is Pentecost. Now, how lucky are we to know that it has already happened? And we can anticipate it. But you imagine if you were at the time not knowing that this was going to happen three thousand people got to know god through the power of the holy spirit so we are lucky that we know these things have happened the question is are you utilizing it are you doing it and that's why i love the scripture you know i'm just so thankful in my journey 60 year old isn't it not too bad my journey of life where somebody has made an input into my life. And I can remember one such woman whose name was Carol Bolchen. She was a wife of our minister in Papakura. And, you know, she incredibly used this incredible gift of God to minister to the church. She had recently passed away. And her legacy, I think, will continue for those who were able to be with her and she exercised the gift of conversation the lovely talks the smart talks the encouragement talks she exercised the encouragement of praying for each other praying for one another asking god to help a friend and you know what even every year without fail on the day of our birthdays of our children's birthday or the remembrance of loved ones passing, church members will get this call, Hello, this is Carol here. I'm just ringing you up to say, I'm thinking of your dad who passed away. I'm thinking of your son who's having a birthday today, of your grandson who's having an activity out in the community like playing sports. This is the woman that exercised her gift Without telling anybody. I was the recipient of that. She celebrated with church families. The, the deaths. The births. The special events. And you know what? She listened to our needs. I was a young guy who was wanting God to be seen and everywhere. And she used to just to ring me and say to me. Enosa, you're doing a great job. Encouragement. This is the gift. Nobody knows what she was doing. A lifetime of mission and service, exercising a gift for the benefit of the church family. How are you exercising the gift of God for the benefit of us all? Not just you. For everybody right here in our community. Today, Peter is encouraging us Just as he shared with the Christians in Asia Minor, today the modern Turkey, to work together as a family. That's the context. Work together as a family. But he puts it down there because the time is near. In other words, there's no tomorrow. Imagine that. That's the context of what he was writing. 2,400 years later, guess what? There may not be a tomorrow, but this is the part that he's writing to the Turkey Christians at the time to say, this is important to know that the same God who gave you the Spirit has is the same God who will enable you to overcome living in community. That's the context of this morning. So the message for you is pray more, serve and share more. The gifts of love, so that we can be the witnesses of God in our community. Pray more, serve, and share more, and love more. That's the message for us this morning. Why? Because the end is near, and we do not know what tomorrow brings. We need to make the most of today. Cheekingly, I said to my wife, I better say sorry to you. You might not be here tomorrow, wouldn't it? Point number one, pray more to live as the witness of God in the community. If you've got your Bible, verse 7 says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Oh, that's it. We need to pray. Paul encourages us to be alert. Are you alert this morning? And watch, to watch out for activities and issues we have previously experienced that can cause us to stumble. In other words, before you became a Christian, you had your own life. After you received the Lord, you had a new life. And it's so easy to go back to what you used to. That's the point he's making. We need to be of sober mind. He calls it in order to be able to pray to everyone when such temptations comes along. Sound mind? Peter said they weren't drunk when he was preaching and the Spirit of God came down and Peter said, you know what, folks, the pup's not open yet. That's what he was saying. They have still got sound mind. These people are talking. So be alert and have a sound mind. That is having an attitude of prudence the ability to act in an appropriate manner given circumstances. You know what this means is to be vigilant in order to pray and not to be distracted from issues such as getting old, distraction, sickness. These are the distractions that stops us from getting onto our knees saying, Lord, I need you this morning. I need you to hear your word. So as followers of Jesus, we must live in the present light of the future glory of God. The theologian would say, you know, tomorrow we need to live today. That's God's message. Jesus has already been. Jesus will continue to come. But we live today as if tomorrow will leave for the things that are yet to be seen. Faith. This means as Christians we are not to live our lives according to the standards of this world. What are the standards of this world? Read it in Romans 12, 1-2. We must keep clear of activities that pull us back to our old ways. That's what Peter was writing to the Christians then. Oh, you know, be careful. Don't fall back to your own ways. That's what he was writing. Our Christian sense of value, self-worth, and identity are to be rooted in the hope we have been born again. Wonderful news, isn't it? We have been born again. Our lifestyles affect others outside the church building. Do you know that? I know that we get criticised for who we are, but our lifestyle As a Christian, it's important. Have you ever stopped and pondered what your neighbor is thinking of you? Or when you're coming to church, what what other people are thinking of you? Your lifestyle. What's your lifestyle like? Are we displaying a sound mind that is a witness of Christ? Ah, this should govern the way we live and think. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. But rest assured that God, through His Son, Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, will enable you and I to overcome all his difficulties. Amen? Amen? That's the beauty of it. I can't do it on my own. You can't do it on your own. But it is by the Spirit of God that enables us to say, yes, yes. Prayer is the answer to helping us make right decision and having a clear mind. This is an absolute resource for every Christian. If you go away today, I just encourage you to pray more. Pray more. Don't give up. The Christian prayer life is easier said than than done. And most of you know that. Of course, it's easy to say, how many times I pray. So much easier to forget about praying too. Can I encourage you this morning to pray more so that you will withstand the temptations of life before, but to be in tune with God right now. Pray more for the people of India. Pray more for the neighbor that doesn't know the Lord. Pray more for the food bank people that go into there. Why? Because God is meeting them there. Pray more for those people who are actually there giving it out. Praying more isn't just me. It's praying about what is happening in our community. Oh, we need to pray for these countries and ask God to release His healing hand. Pray more. Check it out. Check yourself out today. Is there something I am doing that is hindering my prayer life? some of you are incredible prayer warriors i encourage you to keep going please pray for me if you are praying for yourself i'm asking you request from enosa pray for me pray that pray for a fellow person that you've never seen before so when you're praying there are lots of people that need to be covering point number two Serve and share more of God's gift. Verse 9 says, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God. The church is characterized by its hospitality, right? Yeah, good questions for all of us to ask. What's our hospitality like? How do we deal with strangers? Yeah, good questions. Hospitality is the practice of opening our hearts, opening our homes, and opening our hands. Now, I know how hospitable this church is. I have been the recipient, and thank you, for your generous encouragement. And for those who haven't asked me out for dinner yet, I'm still available. It's okay. Thank you for your hospitality. That's what it's about. But some of you have an extra special gift in hospitality which extends to non-believers. It requires complete trust in God for protection and provision. The models were set by the early church. The Christians met together in their homes and they had a corporate meeting. Corporate, that's a lovely word. But they also had evangelists, itinerant preachers like Howard and I, or rather especially like me, who goes around. So they used their home and they used it to give gifts to the poor. So the model has already been set. So perhaps this week, think of someone who needs your gift of hospitality. Yes, exercising this gift can be a struggle. Of course, there are things that get in the way. Oh, I'm so busy. I have my own problems to deal with. Oh, I'm too tired. But let me say to you and remind us all that we are doing it to the glory of God. That's the point. That's the point. So when you're feeling tired... Just remember, our God, Heavenly Father, loved us so much that His Son prevailed over it. Let me just endorse some other gifts that are really important. Note writing, sending cards. Oh, Carol, the lady that we talked about earlier on, she was a good letter card writer. Letters and email. My grandson is playing, his second week of playing rugby league this last Saturday, and I was outside doing some work, um, and I got a, 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 a telephone from my daughter saying, oh, your grandson wants to talk to you. And he's saying, "Grandpa, I won the player of the match. Five-year-old? <laughs> and he then went into the explanation of this is what happened. And I am think, oh, great, mate, I'll see you next week, and guess what, I'm going to try and get there and encourage you along but that's what it is. How do we encourage even the little ones but others as well? The gift of helping. Oh, we often think that oh I can't help but actually the, the lawns in the uh, in the church needs fixing, go and get your lawn mower and mow it up. Thanks Phil. <laughs> you know, all of those things. The helping is so important. You know, often we hear listen our churches and we're saying, oh we haven't got any people go down to do the kitchen service. Helping is important. It's part of our fellowship. It's part of who we are. The hospitality that we talk about. We chip in. We're involved. That's the helping. Don't forget the gift of helping. The gift of giving. Whether it is time or money or position. They are an important part of the spiritual gifts of God that He's given to the church. God has given each and every one of us a gift to be used for His service to the glory of God. Where do you work? Well, if you're a teacher, wow, what a place to be. You know, I once was a principal, and I used to say to teachers, you know, you've got this incredible mind of young people that comes into your classroom And you're the only person that will witness to it. So make sure that your classroom is the best classroom in the whole of this area. If you're in the legal or the justice services, wow, people are coming to you. Why? Because they need help. You need to do the best that you can to serve out God. If you're cleaning schools, guess what? Looking after God's creation is important. School building is part of God's creation. I can go on and on and on about the example of this gift. So serve one another with the gift of grace that you have received. Serve and share more. My final and third point is love above all in verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. As the church we are to be the instruments of God's love to overflow into the community. We are to love each other more deeply and earnestly because love covers a multitude of sin. This is a love that always honors and seeks the good of others. But it goes beyond that. This love and unflinchingly, in other words, persevere and persist. Acknowledges the sin of others and yet absorbing the cost covers those sins over and over again. In other words, being able to say, I'm sorry, or don't worry. Forgiving, you know, Jesus met somebody who was trying to say, Well, how do you forgive? How many times do you forgive? What does he say? 70 times 70. Keep going. That's the point. This is a reality check. Can I really do this? Can I forgive someone who has harmed me? Or continually putting me down? If hatred stirs up strife, that is in the sense of making matters worse, then love covers and fences in the sense that it minimizes wrongs by refusing to take offense. This is mind-altering stuff. Forgive, forgive. I often joke about my wife and I. You haven't said that. Forgive me. Well, you haven't said sorry yet. I did. And then she goes, I said, but you haven't said any. You know, the relationship building stuff. We have to be forgiving of each other. Keep forgiving until you meet up with God. And guess what Jesus will say? Welcome you, beautiful, grateful friend. Thank you for doing the things on earth as you have done. Now I'm going to show you what it's like in the kingdom of God. That's the beauty. Forgive and forgiving. It goes against the grain. Most of us want justice. Let me just go back. Most of us want justice. We want people to apologize or acknowledge their wrongs to us. But this is God's love to forgive no matter how deep the hurt. This is what is is called the sin-covering love. And it's the rule of the community of Christ. It's hard, folks. We're asked to do that. We're asked to forgive and keep forgiving. No wonder we say, pray more, serve and share more, and now love more. It can be done. God, through Jesus Christ, has done that. And this is what draws people to Christ. That you are showing a better way. The world standard of revenge or justice do not bring happiness. Only God can. Oh my goodness. That's only God can. This gift of love without condition is what we need to display. That's all. That's all for this morning. We want to respond to you though. We've got some lovely important things this morning. Felicity and I have got a little song. Then you can join in. It's one of those oldies songs, I call it.